Welcome to Real Life Christianity with Deacon John Lozano. This podcast is about real life and living it in the light of the gospel. Real things, everyday things, relationships at home and work, real issues that the world presents every day. The complexities, difficulties, joys and aspirations of being human. Deacon John is a real guy. A deacon, but also a husband, a dad, a businessman, as well as an experienced counselor, educator, and author. Deacon John invites us to come as you are as he brings the transformative power of the gospel down from the clouds to real life, your life. Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus addressed this parable to those who were convinced of their own righteousness and despised everyone else. Two people went up to the temple area to pray. One was a Pharisee and the other was a tax collector. The Pharisee took up his position and spoke this prayer to himself. O God, I thank you that I am not like the rest of humanity, greedy, dishonest, adulterous, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I pay tithes on my whole income. But the tax collector stood off at a distance. He would not even raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast and prayed, O God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, the latter went home justified, not the former. For whoever exalts himself will be humbled, And the one who humbles himself will be exalted. The Gospel of the Lord. When the people of Jesus' day heard this parable, they would have been shocked. It's a shocking statement from Jesus. The Pharisees were the good people. They were very good in many ways. The Mosaic law said fast one day a year. The Pharisees fasted twice a week. 110 times more. Deuteronomy says, donate 10% of your income. They donated also 10% of their assets as well, far exceeding 10% of income. They were outstanding in generosity. And they were fastidious about keeping the law. 
And Moses commanded so many steps on the Sabbath, so they counted their steps to make sure they were within the law. They were good. Everybody saw them as good. Now this tax collector, he's bad. He's very, very bad. He's a traitor. He's a collaborator. He's the most loathsome, the most despised among the Jewish people. He worked for the Roman conquerors, transferred money from the pockets of the Jews to the Roman pocket of the oppressor to build pagan temples, to increase the oppressor's wealth. They milked their own people and kept for themselves everything over the minimum that Rome required, and most became very, very rich. It was terrible sin against justice and charity, against God, against God's own people. They were severely hated as the lowest of the low, and it was no joke. So here you have the good and the really bad and a parable that turns it upside down. It's shocking to those who heard it. The tax collector goes home right with God. The Pharisee doesn't. How can one who appears so good not be? And one who is so bad become good? Ultimately, friends, it's not about how good or bad you and I are on our little scale of good and bad. The only thing, the only thing is our yes to his mercy. Our yes to Jesus and his mercy. The only prayer we can count on is Lord Jesus, have mercy on me, a sinner. Have mercy on me, sinner. The Pharisee uh, was a little more of a mixed bag. It says he prayed to himself. <laughs> Imagine that. Not praying to God. He's praying to himself. Use the word I four times in two sentences. About me. And it says he despised everyone else. Despised them. So he looked good. The tax collector threw himself down on his face, would not rise, raise his eyes in prayer, but on the ground, have mercy on me, a sinner. Friends, unless we get this, 
unless we get what this tax collector got, we do not need a savior. We will not know divine mercy. We will never get any of this, of what we're doing here. We will not get this. We will not get our Redeemer because we won't need him. We just won't need him. We'll muddle through with the good things in our life and the money we have and our opportunities and the things we can get, help, doctors and things, and make our life okay. But we'll never get the freedom that is given in the death and resurrection of Jesus. Friends, it's only when sin and mercy meet that this happens. There's nothing more sublime in this life and in this faith that when our sin and his mercy meet. Oh my. Then we get it. In Luke's gospel, prayer is faith. Prayer is not, for Luke, an exercise in piety. No, prayer is our faith. It's our relationship with God. It reveals that relationship for Luke. So when this tax collector fell on his face and prayed, have mercy on me, a sinner, he expressed his faith who God was and who he was. And he went home right with God. There's only two kinds of people in the Bible. Sinners who know they're sinners and sinners who don't know they're sinners. <laughs> it's in today's gospel a sinner who knew he was a sinner and a sinner who didn't know he was a sinner. So friends, knowing you and I are sinners is where it all begins. It's actually kind of essential that we get this because everything happens in light of that. And we begin to see ourselves and other people and God very differently. Very, very differently. The greatest sin, truly the only great sin, is our refusal to repent, to ask, and to receive 
divine forgiveness. It's the only ultimate sin. There's no sin, no sin that God cannot and does not forgive. All of it's forgiven. But there's no forgiveness that he will force us to receive. Forgive has the word given it. It's a gift. It's just given. You don't earn it. I don't earn it. It's given. But all gifts have to be received. And that's what the tax collector did. He received mercy that he didn't deserve at all. But he received it. Jesus says, those who are well do not need a physician, but the sick do. So there's only two kinds of people in the Bible. Those who are sick and know they're sick and go to a doctor, and those who are sick but don't know they're sick and don't go to the doctor. Friends, we're sick, and we got to own it. So we go to the divine physician who has given us his mercy and his life to heal us and free us. It's our boast. I'm a sinner. Okay, so what? He's forgiven all of my sin. Once we get this, we can pray the most sublime prayer in the Catholic liturgy of the year. On the Easter vigil, we pray the exalted. It's the high point of our year and of our faith. It's the prayer where sin and mercy meet. And this is what we pray. And we'll never get this unless we get sin and mercy. And this is what we pray. Oh, happy fault. <laughs> oh, happy sin. Oh, necessary sin of Adam. Destroyed completely by the death of Christ. Oh, happy fault that earned so great, so glorious a Redeemer. Our Redeemer. Thank you for listening and for sharing the good news with Deacon John, who asks you to come back often and support him by subscribing, by rating the site, and please share our site with others in your circle.